Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Yeah, last night, I ventured out to Bergen County, to Franklin Lakes, to support the GOP there and the candidacy. We know he's going to do it again, Jack Citarelli, who barely lost to half in the bag, always, uh, always drunk as a skunk. Murphy, the governor, graduated Goldmine Sachs, like so many have been in the past. And I asked the crowd, why? Why Coraz- Corazine, right? That was the first graduate of Goldmine Sachs. Then, of course, Murphy, half in the bag. And now, guy who wants to uh, follow in their footsteps, Steve Phillips, uh, mayor of Jersey City. Uh, what's on his resume? Graduate of Goldmine Sachs, where they perfected the art of selling you a stock portfolio. You walk in the door, they shake your hand, slap you on the back, you walk out. You figure like, hey, this will be good. For my kids' college education, for my pension. And the moment you walk out the door, Goldmine Sachs shorts your stock. So they get you coming, they get you going. And you end up with, uh, wrong way, uh, Lou Rafino, Ugats, you end up with Bubkiss. But apparently the people in New Jersey are mesmerized, besmirched by anybody who has on their resume that they were a, a heavy hitter, a big macher in Goldmine Sachs. But Jack Citarelli is the guy that I'm promoting for a number of reasons, and I'm going to spend a lot of time. In fact, he'll be at uh, St. Gregory's Festival, the annual feast in Newark, returning to Essex County. I haven't been there in a long time. North Ward, this weekend, uh, near St. Lucie's Church, where the old Columbus projects were before they imploded, and where I spent a lot of time with Tony Imperiali and the North Ward Civic Association that prevented that area from succumbing to the rioters uh, when all of a sudden all hell broke loose in Newark like it did in many other urban areas of America. But I digress. And I appeal to the audience, a lot of, a lot of Republicans in Franklin Lakes, although very poor turnout, very poor turnout in uh, elections. It was about 70 communities in Bergen County, and it has the poorest turnout. And you scratch your head and say, why? Well, I said, you better, you better turn out. You better elect Jack Citarelli because, uh, we've got craziness on both ends of New Jersey. You have Mayor Kinney and a crazy district attorney in Philadelphia who releases all criminals. 
And likewise, uh, in the north, you have Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and Alvin Bragg, who releases criminals uh, like there's no tomorrow. And especially with the illegal aliens coming in, many of them potential terrorists from the sub-Saharan deserts areas of North Africa. And they're already here from Mauritania, from Mali, Mali, which has just gone through an insurrection, uh, the Sudan, Chad, I can get, go right on down the list. And you say to yourself, oh, hold on a second. This is where the most active cells of ISIS and Al-Qaeda exist today. So it makes sense that terrorists may have taken advantage of the fact that you don't even need an easy pass at the border. You just got to get to the border, come across. Catholic charities will put you on the bus. Next stop, you're in New York City or in Philadelphia. Who the hell would want to stay in Philadelphia? Stores are closed. Shootings, drive-bys, gangbangers everywhere. You'll be uh, crossing the Delaware like Washington did uh, after Valley Forge, heading towards Trenton. And likewise, uh, if you're a, if you're an illegal alien, you're not going to want to hang around Philadelphia. No, you're going to want to go into the southern part of New Jersey. And with all the illegal aliens pouring into New York City every day, 800 a day now. Governor Abbott has doubled the number to pound the hound on the Greyhound ever since Eric Adams three weeks ago said he was a madman. And Governor Abbott's response is, I'm a madman. Okay, it was 400 a day. Now I make it 800. And Eric Adams has no plan. He's the swagger man with no plan, and he is the mayor of the illegal aliens. But if you look at the history of where the terrorists go when they want to do us harm in New York City, because let's face it, they want to hit New York City. They've said it over and over from their first attack in 1993. Ramzi Youssef, when he was flown over the World Trade Center site, unsuccessful in toppling the towers, was asked by the FBI upon being arrested. He's now in the bowels of Florence, Colorado, the supermax with other terrorists from 1993 and uh, from 9-11. He said, well, there were the most Jews at the World Trade Center. Uh, you know, we went, we traveled through neighborhoods like Borough Park, Crown Heights, Williamsburg, too spread out. Uh, there were all these Jews at the World Trade Center. That's why we tried to topple the towers. And even before 1993, the first attack, when Dinkins was mayor, thank God he was stuck in Japan. Ray Kelly, his police commissioner, took charge. Can you imagine if Dinkins was here when that Michigash was taking place? Ugh. It's like with Eric Adams. Oh, my God. Totally dysfunctional, attention deficit disorder, and a guy who completely always confounds everyone by saying things just moments later that are in direct conflict with what he said before. Like, for instance, when he was at the support the Israel rally, New York supports Israel, but if you're a Republican, you need not apply. All Democratic organizations, only Democrats need speak. Eric Adams was up there. I would have swore that he was going to get in an Apache helicopter with a machine gun and gun down Hamas radicals. And then all of a sudden, 24 hours later, he's uh, at Gracie Mansion. He's hosting a conference of religious leaders, and they're all urging restraint, including our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik, who was there. He said, come on, restraint. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, how much time do we got? Could I have my uh, ticking clock? Let's see. Justin and Ellick, are you keeping track? Got nine days left. 
Nine days left to finish the job. You know, uh, our uh, Secretary of State Blinken is there with BB and Israel. He's telling him, you basically got nine days left till the following Monday. Not this coming Monday, the following Monday. If you haven't obliterated Hamas, if you're going to level uh, Gaza, the city itself, and everything else attached to it, you got nine days to do it because the pendulum will shift. And then all of a sudden, people will be screaming, as some are already doing proportionality the proportionality of killings and death is just now going to begin rising on the palestinian side the hamas side so that's what blinken is doing right now in israel he's pledging support to bb but he's also saying bb you got nine days you better get in you better get out that's it because after that we're going to have to side with many of israel's enemies and ask for a ceasefire because of proportionality but i digress so as I was in Franklin Lakes promoting the GOP candidates running locally and obviously Jack Citarelli, who uh, spoke to the group, promoting him for governor, I say to myself, I told the audience, I said, remember, in the aftermath of 9-11, who was your governor? Governor Jim McGreedy, Greed, G-R-E-E-D-Y, who left because he claimed he was a gay American. And the reality was because he was corrupt. He was going to raise $5 million to pay off his boyfriend from Israel, Golan Sapel, that he made Homeland Security czar in New Jersey, who had absolutely no experience whatsoever. Uh, he, that's why he left. And now he wants to be your next mayor in Jersey City. Beware of that. This guy belonged in prison. And now he wants to be mayor of Jersey City. Well, what makes sense? You got gold ball Bobby Menendez, who is from Jersey City. You have gold mine Steve Phillips from Jersey City. You have a whole host of corrupt uh, Democrats in the most corrupt county in America, Hudson County. So it makes sense that they would proffer him up uh, as the next mayor. But I digress. Let's just look at the original terrorist activity that came out of Cliffside Park. It was a guy named El Said Nosser was living amongst all the Alta Caca Jews in one of those high-rise apartments, and he had a job. He had a job, in fact, in New York City. He was working in the court system, the criminal court system of New York. He was an air condition and heating uh, repair, repair maintenance guy, employed by New York City. And one day he walked in to the Manhattan Marriott Eastside Hotels, just like a block away from our studios here at WABC. And Maya Kahani of the JDL was speaking to a group of multi-Orthodox men. He pretended to be Orthodox himself. He pulled out a gun. He walked up the lane and shot Maya Kahani dead. He then ran out, got into a firefight with a U.S. Postal Inspector, and then got arrested he was exonerated for murdering Meyer Kahani. Exonerated. Even though we know that Osama bin Laden, who nobody was talking about, had contributed to his defense fund. There was the defense fund of Kunstler and, yes, my former radio partner, Ron Kuby, whose mommy is a commie, who represented El Sayyid Nosser, killer of Meyer Kahani. Ironically, Ron Kuby, when he came from Cleveland, became a member of JDL, Every Jew at 22, a follower of Kahani, only later to be representing his murderer and getting him off the hook. 
Alel Saeed Nasser is like riding away in the bowels of federal prisons, as he ought to, because he was also a co-conspirator in the first attack in 1993 on the World Trade Center. And most of those co-conspirators, where did they live? New Jersey. Towns throughout New Jersey. In the second attack, the successful attack where they took down the towers, a lot of them lived right in West Patterson. They've since changed the name of West Patterson. I remember visiting there right in the aftermath, and they had uh, assimilated in. They weren't going to mosques. They weren't praying five times a day. They were doing everything decadent and debaucherous to act like they were westernized. This was from the Al-Qaeda playbook. My fear is it's a lot easier to live under the radar screen in New Jersey, which doesn't have the kind of comprehensive intel that we have in New York City, and operate out of there and then try to try to. clean the board for a third attempt at taking down everything that is important in New York City to America, to the world, to the economy, and especially anything that they think is attached to Jews. That's their mission, and we need New Jersey to be super strong. Right now with Murphy, forget it. He's half in the bag. The election is 2025. You've got to keep in the back of your head for so many other reasons Jack Citarelli, I'll be out there on a regular basis to support his candidacy, and we gotta we gotta take out Fulop who or whoever else follows in the footsteps of half in the bag Murphy, because that will make New Jersey extraordinarily unsafe, a haven for terrorists, and many new Jack terrorists of a new generation who want to add on. They want to add a few notches to the belt of their grandfathers and great-grandfathers as they try to take down the great Satan, America, and the little Satan, Israel. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Yeah, that's definitely uh, Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plans theme song. My God. By the way, um, I noticed Justin Alec Allen Dershowitz was on earlier today with Sid talking about he was a proud graduate of Brooklyn College. Well, the Pally boys are at it as we speak. Uh, they're protesting on behalf of Hamas against Israel. Brooklyn College undergrads. Uh, who have decided that they'll do their demonstration right off campus on Bedford Avenue, uh, down with Israel, up with Hamas. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so poly boys, poly boys. Anyway, we'll give you more details as that unfolds. Expecting a demonstration at Columbia University today at about 4.30 in the middle of the campus. Uh, let's see who turns out more. Uh, students for the state of Israel or students for Hamas. Anyway. Eric Adams is a blabbermouth. He suffers from blabbervosia verbosa. He does not know how to shut up. We all know that the special unit that deals with terrorism uh, has had their numbers uh, depleted, the counterterrorism NYPD unit. And yesterday when he came on with Sid Rosenberg, uh, he was trying to talk about how they haven't been uh, neutered, spaded, uh, reduced, 
Uh, they've just been uh, shifted to new assignments. Here's what that unit was doing. I said, uh, I don't know if you have been at many events and you've noticed uh, that you saw uh, individuals who were using the long guns yes. uh, with heavy equipment. Uh, they were standing at those uh, locations uh, where uh, a sensitive locations, uh, normal targets, we want to better utilize those officers. Instead of having five, six officers standing in front of the Empire State Building oh God. or standing at a particular location at Grand Central, oh God. we want to better deploy our officers. And we've had a massive shift in the deployment of officers. Yeah, shift. <laughs> He's reduced. <laughs> He's reduced the original number of a 1,000 police officers that sound the counterterrorism. He's noticed how he's talked about them shifting. Then I want to bifurcate what he just said, which is alarming in the fact that he would even say it, even if it was true. You need to shut your mouth, Eric. There are terrorists and terrorist sympathizers who listen to WABC, the most powerful radio station by day in the nation and at night, the most powerful in the world. You are a real schmuck, a real putz. Listen to what he said. He's removing the Hercules unit. Those are the guys and gals in the helmets, the body armor, uh, the machine guns, uh, away from the Empire State Building and Grand Central. Listen. Listen to what he said. He basically gives the plan to the terrorists. They were standing at those uh, locations uh, where uh, a sensitive locations are normal targets. Sensitive locations are normal targets. So, Justin, let me get this right. The original plan is you keep them there because it's a sensitive area. It's targeted by the terrorists. But now you want to redeploy them, and you don't want to leave anybody there. Die. You don't think the terrorists would then say we're free to hit that place? What an idiot. Shut your mouth, Eric Adams. And then he continues to go on about uh, <laughs> the long guns, how he doesn't want long guns to be out there. Instead of having five, six officers standing in front of the Empire State Building or standing at a particular location at Grand Central, we want to better deploy our officers. And we've had a massive shift in the deployment of officers. A massive shift in the deployment of officers. Oh, my God. He gave the playbook away. Again, I can tell you without a doubt, and I'm not alone in this, there have been uh, former members of the counterterrorism NYPD unit, used to have a 1,000 members, those who have been reassigned, just like Eric Adams said, they've been reassigned from counterterrorism NYPD duties, uh, and no one has replaced them, along with the shrinking number of cops, from 40,000 at one point down to 32,500. He has basically told Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Fatah, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, any of these three-eyed cousin fornicators who have been brainwashed by their imams, their leaders, to think that they can get up in the Paradise Express, zoom themselves to Allah's side, have uh, sex with 72 virgins, the likes of which they couldn't do here on earth, he has convinced them that they have a pathway here. He is an absolute idiot. There is no other way of describing it. And then uh, when uh, Sid 
very appropriately asked him uh, about potentially Hamas uh, being embedded here in New York City or their sympathizers. This was his answer. There is a prevailing thought that Hamas, if they're not on the way here, they are already here. And that's why CCC has intel and coordination on federal, uh, city, and state level. Uh, when you uh, deal with international law of asylum seekers, when you deal with uh, having individuals into your country, you must do it with a level of background checks. You must do it with a level of assurance that people are vetted. They're not being vetted. There have been no background checks of the illegal aliens flooding across the border. And by the way, as soon as he had finished talking to Sid an hour later in his typical what he calls pivot or shift or I call flip-flop, he told another media outlet to beware of lone wolves Hamas sympathizes after the attack on Israel. I mean, this guy, he just needs to stop talking. Because he not only is an enigma and talks in circles, but he basically gave away the playbook. Basically said the NYPD is weak. We have redeployed the thousand members from the counterterrorism NYPD unit that used to be housed at the Bush terminal along the BQE on your way to Bay Ridge. He's, he's giving it away. And then he said, oh, well, we work with federal authorities. You heard that. But not with ICE. ICE, which was formed in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11 by Governor Ridge, who was our first homeland security czar appointed by Bush 43. In 2003, ICE was here to protect us from terrorism, from illegal alien criminals coming into our country, or those who, while here illegally, were committing crimes. Great organization, first line of defense, everyday men and women in ICE, federal law enforcement agency with the powers of the federal government behind them, put on bulletproof vests and go out and get the really bad hombres based on the detainers that they had. And here he is, completely upending that working relationship as de Blasio had did before him. I would ask you about ICE. I love those people personally. And uh, you and other Democrat officials have come under fire because, uh, especially Governor Andrew Cuomo, too, because uh, not really standing up for ICE when uh, oftentimes, as you know, Eric, they're kind of the last line of defense. What are your thoughts on ICE these days as the world is basically on fire? Well, the, the laws in this city are, are clear, and you have to abide by the laws. If not, you're going to have a state of disorder. And the laws of this city uh, that the city does not uh, turn people uh, over to ICE. Uh, that's, those are the laws of this city. And uh, I don't think ICE is the front line and the last line of defense. Well, let me see. If you have depleted the ranks of the NYPD counterterrorism NYPD unit, you have now scattered them into other agencies in the NYPD. If you no longer have the Hercules unit assigned to the Empire State Building, which you said on Sid Rosenberg's show, or Grand Central, or I'm assuming Penn State, you know, the other places I've always seen them, then you're making it ripe for a terrorist attack. You basically said we're vulnerable, absolutely vulnerable. And I got I to gotta tell you, 
I don't think uh, it's just complete incompetence because he is an incompetent mayor. I really think he's stupid. I mean, he talks like he is a person of knowledge and authority. He says the laws about ICE do not permit us to work with that federal law enforcement agency. He couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. So either he's liar, a liar, which he is prone to do, like most politicians, or he really doesn't know and he just acts like he's an authority. Uh, to be quite frankly, he has proven to me over and over he's really stupid. The laws do not protect undocumented who commit certain felonies or violent crimes. That's clear. ICE has jurisdiction. The mayor does not understand the very law that he is quoting. Amongst the laws passed by city council, in terms of what you can do with ICE and what you can't do, why should we protect violent criminals who are here illegally? Somebody has to ask the mayor that. Why should we protect violent criminals who are here illegally, some of whom may be terrorists? Now, a lot of people will say, well, you got an axe to grind with Eric Adams. Absolutely. This guy is destroying this city. We had eight years in Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his crooked wife, Charlene. They stole one and a half billion dollars in a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi organization that we funded to the tune of one and a half billion dollars to help the emotionally disturbed. They never helped one emotionally disturbed person. It was called Thrive. Coming on the heels of that, we've had close to two years of ineptitude uh, by Eric Adams, who has proven to be de Blasio 2.0. Now, this is Judge Napolitano commenting on what he had just heard uh, when I had my discussion with Sid earlier today, as you can hear me with Sid Rosenberg every Monday through Friday at 7.05. Curtis is 100% correct. People need to feel safe. Who the hell cares if people don't want to see long guns? You feel safer when you see the police out there at a moment uh, at a moment like this. And Judge Napolitano knows Eric Adams personally. This is his assessment. I'm not so sure that these two guys, I don't know Caban at all. The mayor I've met just a couple of times when I was teaching at Brooklyn Law School. uh, And he was the Brooklyn uh, borough president. He's a nice guy, but he's in over his head. He's a nice guy, but he's in over his head. Isn't that just like what we said about David Dinkins? He's a nice guy, but he's in over his head. Notice, who is Eric Adams' mentor, he says? David Dinkins. A nice guy who was in over his head. Now we have Eric Adams, who pretends to be a nice guy, I know differently, and is completely over his head. And then the guy who served on the Homeland Security Committee in the House of Representatives for years, Peter King, who himself uh, was consistently attacked as being a xenophobe and someone who was anti-Muslim, both of which couldn't have been more hopelessly wrong. Even Peter King, who's been my adversary from time to time, agreed I was right. I don't always agree with Curtis. The one thing he's saying now about everyone is standing with Israel, and in a few weeks, this is going to start to die down. That's my concern. After 9-11, everyone was saying, we got to be more aggressive. we got to monitor. we got to make sure this never happens again. And then we spent the next five years doing the NYPD and the, and the feds for, you know, for monitoring the Muslim community too closely. Right. And, you know, we went on defense. I mean, they, they held uh, rallies against me in Times Square when I was doing the radicalization hearings. They did. And a lot of Republicans left Peter King hanging. I remember. 
I was there for Peter King. Most were not. By the way, up next, whenever Eric Adams is back is to the wall, he tells you that we should be thanking God that he's the mayor. <laughs> Featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Well, well, must have been the influence of that reception that Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, hosted yesterday, last night at Gracie Mansion. By the way, under a tent. That tent could easily house 200 illegal aliens. We brought that to everyone's attention before. It's outdoors on a huge uh, garden area in the back. But he was so motivated by the religious leaders. Although, Justin Ellick, I need you to look at the video footage. I saw our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik, like Lenslice, kissing Eric Adams' black tuchus. But I didn't see any really uh, Muslim imams, did you? No, they- I don't know. Maybe they had the wrong date. Maybe they were waiting for the day of prayer Friday to calm their congregation down or fire them up. We we will see. But here's what Eric Adams said yesterday at his press conference in once again telling us how grateful we should be that he is mayor of the city of New York at this time in history. I know you don't like to admit it. But I know you get on your knees and pray every night. Thank God Eric is the mayor of our city. (laughs) Oh, God. If anything, I curse God. I say, God damn. I want a rebate. I can't believe you would allow this guy to, to run us right into the ground. Anyway, it also conjured up some of his other, what I'll call themes of religiosity because he believes there is no separation of church and state. I am the perfectly imperfect child of God that shows the power of God. Well, I guess God is pretty weak because Eric Adams, no matter what subject matter you address, it's like Superman when he's with Kryptonite. Weak. And of course, how could we ever forget those famous lines that he repeats whenever he's in a black church with a black congregation, like with the Reverend A.R. Bernard's mega church, 5,000 people in their seats on Flatlands Avenue and Pennsylvania Avenue at the border between Canarsie and New, excuse me, East New York. I walk in the spirit of God. I talk in the spirit of God. 35 years ago, I set my GPS, my God position and satellite, and I've been on one course and one destination. To destroy us. Uh, Justin Ellick, 35 years ago, he adjusted his God positioning system. Then why did God need to give him a wake-up call 30 years ago? 30-something years ago, I woke up. In my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was, God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. 
Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are. No, of course not. We know it's God's will that you destroy our city single-handedly like a tag team with your the prior predecessor, Comrade Bill de Blasio. And then, of course, you're always talking about at times, periods, God decides to dictate to you what you should do to help hasten the destruction of this great city of ours. And as I move closer and closer, God said, write in the journal everything that you see that needs to be fixed in the city. And every night before going to bed, I make another entry in my journal. I don't see how he has time to do that since he's out partying until the break of dawn. Do we really think he he goes to somebody's crib and he says, Yo, shorty, uh, before we do the nasty, nasty, I got to write my journal. And then, of course, God must have commanded him to call all white people crackers, right? Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. That was unbelievable. Did God command Eric Adams to call white people crackers? I need to hear that again. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. That was unbelievable. God, do you no longer love crackers like me and Wrong Way Lou Rufino and Justic Ellick and Sid Rosenberg as self-hating white crackers? 